Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey everyone, my name is Christopher Price, the Boston Globe. Welcome back to another edition of the Patriots Report right here on the Believe Network. Joining you after New England's first win of the season, a 17-14 victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. They take an early lead and hold on down the stretch for the first win of the year. We're going to get into everything here in a moment, but first I want to let you guys know two things. First off, make sure you check out the Believe store at shop.believe.com. You're going to want to get your latest Patriots Report merchandise there. Definitely go check it out. Got a lot of good stuff there. Secondly, this edition of the Patriots Report is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, that's bleav five zero to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, let's get to it. Patriots win 17-14. Again, they take an early lead, not particularly sharp, but they take an early lead on a Nick Folk field goal. 28-yarder makes it 3-0. Chris Boswell comes back. Midway through the second quarter, gets a field goal of his own, ties it up at three. The Patriots really were the biggest offensive play of the game. Shortly before the end of the first half, Nelson Aguilar, 44-yard pass play for Mac Jones. The Patriots go up 10-3, to and that really, for me, was the thunderbolt of this ballgame. That was the, the game-deciding play. The Patriots took a little bit of momentum into the second half. Boswell responded with a field goal. Midway through the third quarter, made it 10 to 6, but the Patriots didn't get another big play. Gunnar Olszewski fumbled the ball off of his face. Jake Bailey is punting it. Olszewski, the return man. Wobbler, and he loses it. Olszewski coughs it up at the 20 yard line. The Patriots jump on it. You hate to see that happen, especially to a guy like Gunnar. He fumbled it off his face. The Patriots picked it up a couple plays later. Damian Harris punched it in for really the run that ended the game. It was 17-6. to six. In the fourth quarter, the Steelers ended up getting a touchdown. They ended up converting on a two-point play. Pat Fryermuth with a catch from Mitchell Trubisky made it 17-14 at the start of the fourth quarter. But really, this game was won by New England down the stretch. Six and a half minutes to go. They get the ball back after a series of punts, and they end up controlling the clock, the tempo, with a really impressive drive down the stretch. Jones on a give. The running lane for Harris. He's tripped up, and it is enough. First down, Patriots. And we're going to get into this in a little bit, but you know, you're never going to mistake this Pittsburgh defense for the Pittsburgh defense of its forebears. But at the same time, the way the Patriots controlled the game down the stretch, they were able to get the first downs when they needed them. They were able to chew the clock, and they did a really good job executing. Again, look, this Pittsburgh defense, they were without TJ Watt. They're certainly not one of those Pittsburgh defenses of old, but at the same time, the way they executed when they needed to execute on the offensive side of the ball, it was good. It was well done by them. Look, I said last week, the key was when it came to these early season games, 
keep repeating the philosophy. It's not as good as you think it is. And it's not as bad as you think it is. The truth honestly lies somewhere in between, unless we're talking about the 2007 Patriots. And they really are as good as you think they are. So while Sunday's victory was a positive, make sure you keep this in perspective. Just as you couldn't necessarily bury the team for their week one loss to the Dolphins, you obviously can't get too high on them here. Ultimately, this game isn't going to completely answer all of the questions about the state of the Patriots offense, but it does show New England is capable of playing good complementary football. While the Patriots are trying to find an offensive identity, the defense and special teams need to be able to bear the burden of carrying them through games like this one. I like the words of both Aguilar and McCourty, who really hinted after the game. Aguilar really fundamentally came out and said it. This is just a small part of the process. Aguilar, I think, used the phrase, it's a stepping stone to get to where we want to be. I like that. It's a win. That's great. This is a zero-sum league. Now the goal was to build on it. Stack success, as they say moving forward. All right, let's get to what I liked. We mentioned this off the top. The running game and the four-minute offense was very, very impressive today. Patriots got the ball back with 6.33 left in regulation. They were holding a three-point lead. They're up 17-14. And thanks in large part to the work of the ground game, they were able to batter the Steelers' run defense, holding onto the ball for the rest of the game using Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. That's exactly what you want to see and how you want your offense to respond in those moments with six straight carries and then three kneel downs from Mac Jones. Harris ended with 15 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. Stevenson had nine carries for 47 yards. Look, I'm again, let's keep it in perspective. The Steelers are not one of the league's elite run defenses, but when the Patriots ground game needed to execute on Sunday with a game on the line, they did it and they should be acknowledged for their work. I also liked Aguilar and Myers. Nelson Aguilar and Jacoby Myers combined for 16 catches on 19 targets for 205 yards and a touchdown. That's really good. I don't care who you're playing against. Aguilar had the 44-yard touchdown catch, which was the offensive highlight of the season so far in my estimation. Each team has two timeouts remaining. We're down to 30 seconds to go. Jones, step, dials up, deep ball. Oh, what a catch! Nelson Aguilar! Spectacular touchdown, New England. 44 yards. He went up. He took the ball away from the defender on the way to the end zone. Very, very impressive. Myers, for his part, had catch after catch after catch. Big receptions down the sidelines, over the middle, in traffic. There were some misses, but those were few and far between. He ended up with 13 catches. Actually, right now, He has 13 catches for 150 yards this season. Look, you never know how the rest of the season is going to play out, but that's a terrific start. I like to look at the defense. They played, they've they've allowed, the defense has allowed two touchdowns in two weeks. And again, perspective here is key. The Dolphins and the Steelers are not going to remind anyone of the 1998 Minnesota Vikings, but to hold each of them to a touchdown, especially after seeing what two and the Dolphins did to the Ravens on Sunday, The defense needs to be acknowledged. They got a couple of sacks. On Sunday, Trubisky made some bad throws, and it looked like Mac Wilson baited him into a bad one there early. Motion man is Pickens. First down, Pittsburgh. Trubisky, play fake. Off the tip ball. It's intercepted by Mills. Trubisky is picked, and the Patriots take over. The defense just played well when they needed to play well kept them in the game. They kept them competitive. And again, I can see this team searching for an offensive identity 
And I wonder if the defense is good enough. The defense and the special teams combined are good enough to carry this team through that stretch. But I didn't like the look. These are all I'll start with the fact that these are all fundamental nitpicks because, you know, for the most part, they played well. I I know that some of it is likely scheme and matchup related. But look, you can't ignore your tight ends like that, like what we saw on Sunday, especially with the amount of money you're paying them. They had Hunter Henry had one target. John U. Smith had three targets. Neither of them had a catch. Hunter Henry almost got a ball where he batted it up in the air or someone batted it up in the air. That the one target he did have in the red zone in the early going almost picked off. That could have played a role in all this. And again, I think a lot of it probably was scheme related, matchup related, but find a way to get them involved in the offense. You need to get them involved in the offense on a consistent basis with that money. That figures into the conversation. That's a part of it, I know, but you got to get them out there. And look, the other thing too, I didn't like, stop with yanking Kendrick Bourne on and off the field. Again, this Steelers team isn't great defensively, but it's clear this offense is better when he's out there. I think I saw after the game, Mike Reese had him for 22 snaps, which is good. And maybe it's a conditioning thing, at least at this point, as it relates to today. But get him out there. This is a better offense when he's on the field. And I think when you have Bourne, Aguilar, and Myers, it's a good group. Not great, but good serviceable Sunday born had a, two catches 16 yards not great but it's a start I'll say this too for what it's worth he seems to be handling this pretty well but here's hoping it's not going to be an issue moving forward one other thing that, that kind of jumped out to me as a negative the penalties along the offensive line as a team they finished with seven penalties for 55 yards which is you know okay they don't have a lot of margin for this team but I think when you look at where the penalties came Andrews got a hold on a 10-yard reception, uh, which wiped that out. When Michael Wenu uh, both had false starts, Trent Brown had an infraction that really honestly should have been called, a false start that should have been called but was not called. I think there's an awful lot to like about the way the offensive line played on Sunday. I really do. But those penalties were, were awful tough, and it, it, it set them back on a number of occasions. That's certainly something that has to be focused on moving forward. Moving forward, Patriots and the Ravens, Sunday at 1. Going to see if they can rise to the challenge of facing Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are coming off a surprise loss, a shocking loss to the Miami Dolphins. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of Ravens team is going to be coming into Foxborough on Sunday, September 25th. That game's at 1 o'clock. You're interested, the Vince Wilfork Hall of Fame ceremony is Saturday afternoon, Saturday at four. So if you're going to want to check that out, you're going to want to be there Saturday. And then Sunday, the game against the Ravens. So we're going to have you completely covered from top to bottom. LG and I are going to be back sometime this week. I'm not completely sure of the date, but we're going to be having our weekly chat. And we're going to take a look at this Patriots team, where they are after two games, what we liked, what we didn't like after a look at the film and how they match up with the Ravens moving forward. This episode, again, I'll remind you, is brought to you by Bet Online. That's Bet Online. I hope everyone has a great couple of days, and we'll talk to you again very, very soon.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.